Welcome to the Best Science Medicine Podcast, BS without the BS. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 538th episode of the Best Science Medicine Podcast. My name is James McCormack, and I'm a professor with the Faculty of Pharmaceutical Sciences at the University of British Columbia. I'm Mike Allen. I'm a family doctor and the director of practice support at the College of Family Physicians of Canada. I'm also an adjunct professor at the University of Alberta. And Mike, for 537 podcasts, we end up having eggs on our face. Now we're finally going to talk about it. Yeah, I know. So, uh, as most of you know, we, we do tend to focus more on uh, things like uh, medications and other conditions, but we've also been dabbling a little bit in the whole area of nutrition. And what we, I think we've done, I think we've done water, we've done alcohol, we've done, I can't even remember, oh, we've done uh, ultra processed foods and stuff. We thought we'd now uh, go to a very specific food item. Uh, where uh, in in the book that I put out uh, about six months ago called The Nutrition Proposition, I I sort of looked at the best available evidence I could find around uh, all sorts of different food items. And today we're just going to talk about eggs, because you may have heard of them, Mike. I may have heard of them, and they're in the news pretty much as much as, and maybe not alcohol of recent for Canada with the new guidelines, but Eggs are, of all the food items, they seem to generate a lot of love or hate. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite amazing. It is one of the ones that, and it's, the news reports are, they're good for you, and then they're bad for you, and then they're good for you, and then they're bad for you. And that's been going on, like, ever since, I, as long as I've been around. And so, yeah, and, and again, I, most food things, if you, like, the easiest guidance I can suggest for anyone is when you, if you enjoy your food, and you mm-hmm. see news that is not supporting uh, that food item, you can comfortably ignore it. And if you see a news item that's supporting it, you can embrace it. And yes. I don't care which way you are. If you hate the food or love it, it the, same, the same rules apply because it probably none of them matters. Eggs are, they're a food. You've heard I, it here. Well, now, now you pretty much, we could just say, thanks for listening. <laughs> I took the I took the wind out of your sails, and that's okay. Blow. That's okay. I, I'm 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 going to blow some back into it. So okay, good. well, there's lots of comments that could be made there, but why don't you yeah, go we'll ahead? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, and fill, so, and fill the air. <laughs> so and I, now I'm I'm going to go mechanism, Mike, on you, Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I thought you'd like that. So we know that. Eggs contain high levels of protein and vitamins and omega-3 fatty, fatty acids. Therefore, they must be good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. The, but, the, but, I mean, again, you could stop there. Yeah, yeah. But they're also high in cholesterol and saturated fat, so they must be bad for you. And, and Oh, wait a minute. You're kidding. No, I know. It, it, yeah. No, and, and just that fact shows you why there's that sort of controversy, right? There's good stuff in it, and, and I'm using air quotes, which you can't see, and bad stuff in it in you. And, uh, and depending on which approach you take, you highlight one of those two things more than the other. So you're saying that people take information and keep the stuff that they don't like back, but emphasize the stuff that supports their belief? I heard that once, that ha- happened once, yeah. Yeah, that sometimes happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in fact, so much so that probably actually almost just over 10 years ago, and I, I know you you know this and you I'm sure you remember this, there was a headline that came out and uh, 
And the headline was, and I'm quoting uh, exactly what it says, your breakfast is trying to murder you. Eggs are almost as bad for you as cigarettes. And that that headline came up, and, and it was actually written by someone I know. I'm, I, he's, I, I've in, interacted with him on a variety of things, and in fact, emailed him about this whole thing uh, uh, as well. And this is a person who I think, I'm not, not going to mention names in it, but I just think he doesn't like eggs. Because... Yeah, that 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 statement is... Yeah, there's, there's, there's not a lot... Uh, there's a lot more opinion in there than there is science. In yeah. fact, you you need an electron microscope to find the science. Yeah, yeah, no. So, but it was it's really interesting because if you think about, it, there's not much that's worse for you than cigarettes. No, a gun. That's there's not a lot. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but the, it, and the gun would have to be pointed at you. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, what they did was they did a uh, a study where they looked at. Uh, the plaque in carotid arteries. And uh, in that, they showed that there was an association. Was They showed that the carotid artery plaque that was there was similar whether or not you smoked or whether or not you ate eggs. And so they then said, well, therefore, that means it must be as bad for you as smoking. And, you know, that's, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting, but that's a real surrogate marker, right, Mike? I mean, it's not, it's it's maybe one step above cholesterol, but not much. Well, yeah, they've attempted to use carotid intimal thickness mm -hmm. on a number of research studies and found that it did not predict outcomes nearly as much as hoped. On top of it, it was an unblinded assessment in observational study. Like we could go on and list yeah. why the study was yeah. faulty, but suffice but to say, it doesn't require any more attention. No, no, exactly. It wasn't a randomized trial. This was even even a randomized trial looking at a sur surrogate outcome. It wasn't even yeah. that. So, and and a bunch of people wrote in and said, "This is the problem with this," and it, and it but it didn't necessarily get rid of it because once that's out there you kind of go huh isn't that interesting and then we've also seen another sort of a food fight uh in fact we talked about this not too long ago maybe just a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the issue when it comes to cholesterol and uh you know the dietary guidelines the evidence uh, uh that people have looked at and this was very came out very clear in the dietary guidelines for uh, uh for americans in 2015 where they had a, a group do an evidence re review and that their scientific report that these guys uh, commissioned said, concluded that based on the best available evidence, that cholesterol is not a nutrient of concern for overconsumption. And a couple months later, the dietary guidelines say, came out saying you should eat as little cholesterol as possible. So that's it. And it's the cholesterol thing that is, is quite a conundrum when it comes to talking about eggs. I think, and I think you'd agree. Well, in fact, you know, that it reminds me of uh, what one of my good friends says about policymaking and stuff. And it's that the facts, well, interesting, mm -hmm. are relevant. Yeah. Um, and that's true of this. They, they really like the facts don't matter. We have a belief. That's what we're going with. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need your silly proof and science. No, no. Cholesterol is bad. It doesn't matter what the evidence shows. And, yeah. and in case you were wondering, and I just put this in as a little bit of a, a side note, or I call it a side dish. 
there was an article, I remember reading this a number of years ago, probably quite a long time ago, in, in uh, uh, this was actually in the New England Journal of Medicine from 1991, and it was a case report, and you know, we don't really talk about case reports very often, no. but um, this was just, a, I thought, a fascinating case report. This was a, a man uh, uh, that they followed for about 50, or they knew that this guy had eaten some eggs on a regular basis for 15 years. I'll tell you how many in a minute. But he, and he actually had a bit of a sort of a, I think either an OCD or a, a, some sort of a psychiatric disorder. And so he actually documented every egg that he ate in a, in a, in a journal and all that sort of stuff. And he literally for 15 uh, years, uh, I think starting probably in his mid seventies, ate 20 to 30 eggs a day. Now that's a lot of eggs. That's a lot of eggs, but yeah. like you mentioned, it's a case report, and you could you could probably find someone who smoked three oh exactly cigarettes a day and lived to their late eighties yeah. as well. It's, that's that's what happens yeah. by by chance alone. Yeah, and but, this guy had a disorder, obviously. Yeah, and and it was literally that. Was, I think it was pretty much all he ate it was just eggs. That and uh, he had there was really no he had no history of heart disease or stroke or anything from that. But it was just interesting because. That that that's way at the top end of how many eggs a day you should eat, but um, anyway, let's 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 talk a little bit. Of, let's sort of define eggs a little bit, um, or at least uh, look at what is in eggs, because I think that is somewhat in, in somewhat interesting. And a typical egg, I, I, you already knew this, right? A typical egg egg weighs about fifty grams. You knew that, right? I just knew that a dozen eggs weighed 600 grams. Oh, there so, you go. <laughs> but I didn't do the math. No, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's a there's an egg white, and we know that the egg white, and it literally is, it literally is just water and protein. It's pretty much what the egg white is. Um, and then the it's the egg yolk that has all sorts of other stuff in it. It has, obviously, uh, protein. It also has the total fat, cholesterol, saturated, and all the fats and everything in it. And, uh, uh, and, and the reason that people separate it is for, as you know, for cooking purposes. And also some people think that the egg white is healthier than the egg yolk. And it's purely because the egg white has basically nothing but protein in it. And the egg yolk has protein, but also lots of different types of cholesterol and fat. And that's, uh, you know, why people choose these different, uh, I guess, extractions of eggs, if you will. And... Interestingly, but the yolk is the part that contains many of the vitamins and minerals in there. And it, it contains a lot of stuff. It's got vitamin A's and B's and D's and E's and folate and iron and calcium and all that sort of stuff. So if you're only uh, eating the egg white, you lose some of those vitamins. And that's, uh, I'm not suggesting that's necessarily important, but that's what you are, that's what you're losing. So that's sort of what an egg is, as you, as you know, but there are also, many different types of eggs. They come in small, medium, large, extra large, white, brown, organic, free-run, free-range, and omega-3 enriched. And uh, here's some interesting stuff that I didn't know. I, there is no nutritional difference between brown and white eggs. And in fact, the color is really determined by the chicken's genes. Different breeds simply lay different colors. I, I did not know that when I put that together, but I'm sure you've spent so much time on a farm, you would have known that, right, Mike? Did you... Has anyone asked the chickens? I mean... It seems like a lot of work when you just could have asked them. Well, I have, but the the, the, the conversation is very limited. It's stilted. On whose end, though? Oh, on mine. Oh, they're, they're they're fully conversant in in chicken, but I, my my chicken is not good. 
It's not good at all. No. Um, and the color of the shell, it doesn't affect the taste. And in fact, just like probably with almost mo many foods, I guess the, the taste is what, you know, it depends on what the chicken eats. Uh, and it also determines uh, that what well, the chicken eats determines the flavor of the eggs, along with also the nutritional components of it. Because, uh, and, I, and I think if you, you know, I, I, when I go to a grocery store, I think almost all of the eggs that are out there, they almost all say omega-3 enriched. You, I'm sure you've seen that, right, Mike? Uh, when I'm, yeah, when I'm shopping for yes. groceries, I do see that on occasion. But there's always all sorts of labels on, yeah. as you indicated, free range large small medium and yeah i'm i'm the typical sad shopper i just grab whatever's closest to <laughs> yeah, you grab you grab the eggs <laughs> yeah exactly and but what actually determines uh, uh how much omega-3 is in a, in an egg is what they are fed so in a in a regular egg and this includes whether they're organic or whatever a regular egg contains about 50 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids and we're going to get into this because there are studies on omega-3 fatty acids. But um, but you can get eggs that get upwards of 500 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids. But it's done by having the chickens eat flaxseed. Uh, so, uh, so you go from 50 without having them eat extra sort of flaxseed uh, to enhance it, all the way up to, and it's typically 250 to 300 milligrams instead of 50 milligrams when you have, uh, when you feed chickens flaxseed, but it can be upwards, like I said, as high as 500 milligrams. And uh, as you note, sometimes this, this goes on the label and they give you specific amounts or they just say it's enriched and all that sort of stuff. And so if you put this into context, eating an enriched egg a day for a week provides roughly the same amount of omega-3s as a single meal of fish. So one egg a day, for, so seven eggs is the equivalent of a single meal of fish when it comes to omega-3s. And you know as well as I do, Mike, omega-3s are really good or bad for you. Yeah, <laughs> really, really good slash bad for you. Yeah. They're, it's one of these beliefs. And it's, again, it's this, yeah. So some people live longer and have higher diets of fish and therefore fish have among God knows how many different chemicals. One of them is omega-3s. Mm -hmm. And so we jumped to the conclusion that omega-3s are healthy. And off to the races we went. And now this has, this horse has left the barn. It's it's left the continent. It, you can, you'll you never get it back. The belief that omega-3s are good for us oh, yeah. is and, and it's so strong now. Yeah. It's insane. And it's all based on kind of supposition and stuff like that yeah. yeah and in fact the best answer because you know we can't randomize people to eat eggs and we you know or to fish or whatever and so the best evidence that we have for omega-3s and and you'll always hear the reason why these trials are not you know it's not really omega-3s from eggs or it's not really omega-3s from fish and so on but we there are large meta-analyses that have looked over and over and over and over again as you know it uh omega-3 fatty acid supplements and uh, one of the largest ones looked at 86 uh, trials where they consumed anywhere from 500 milligrams, which is close to the highest amount that you would see in a single egg, up to 5 grams a day. So that would be the equivalent of 10 or maybe 15 eggs uh, a day and for between 1 and 7 years and had no impact on cardiovascular disease or overall mortality. And, and, I, and I think pretty much every 
almost every omega-3 supplement trial has shown no benefit. And uh, we've reported on that before, right, Mike? Yeah. If you look at the evidence, the dream is dead. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you look at newspapers, promotions, supermarkets, the dream is alive and well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like I said, that the, the idea that omega-3s are good for us has that, that concept has, it's a horse that's not only left the barn, it's, it's left the continent. There's no getting that back. Now we yeah. have it. it's like vitamin D. These beliefs are so strong that, yeah, we're not, they're, they're not changing anything. Yeah. So that's why when you see omega-3, you think that must mean it's good for your heart. That's where that really yes, comes it's, from. It, it's a, yeah, it's a synonym for healthy. Yeah, that's all, no, exactly. exactly what so as I said, we can't really do randomized controlled trials of food very often at all. I mean, there's a five or six of them that have been done, trials that have been done that randomize people to different dietary interventions, but it's very difficult. And you're not going to see it with eggs. So really the best evidence, and in, you know, I think it's a bit of a stretch to even say that um, this sort of cohort data is terrific evidence at the best times, but the best evidence that we can get is really cohort data. And pretty much every time that you hear eggs are good for you or they're bad for you, it's because a new cohort study has come out. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. Is it 100%? Yeah. And so there are lots of cohort studies that have been uh, uh, published. And then as, as we do with humans, we like to take lots of cohort studies and put them all together and do sort of a systematic review and when possible do a, a meta-analysis of this. And there are numerous uh, meta-analyses of all of this sort of stuff. And I'm not going to go over all the details. You can go look at the tables in, in the link that I'll give you for the, for the book if you're really interested in. But there have been at least five meta-analyses that have been uh, uh, studied. And they look at the association between more eggs or less eggs. Or typically maybe one egg a day or maybe one egg a week or uh, sort of high versus low numbers of eggs. And they look at things just like every other cohort does for nutrition, mortality, heart attacks and strokes and heart attacks on their own and strokes. And, uh, and I know you've got the table there in front of you, Mike. It's consistently, it, there's a little bit of inconsistency, but it's consistently showing not much of anything. Yeah, the data is kind of all over the place. Um, most of it is hovering right around one, mm -hmm. which means no real effect. Much of it is not statistically significant. Any differences that are suggested are so small. They're like 7% relative increase versus a 10% or sorry, a 7% relative reduction versus a 10% increase, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And it's we have to remember that in observational data, it has been suggested that unless, unless you're seeing something that's two times the risk or half the risk or kind of a, it, the way that converts is probably around a 30, 30 to 40 percent reduction. The, unless you're seeing those kind of numbers, it's likely that nothing is real mm -hmm. because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about adjustments and um, things that go on in the background of these studies that we don't need to get into again for the 20th time. But suffice to say, these numbers, they're not statistically significant. And those that are, you know, pushing up to that margin, they're not, they're not of, a, of a size of effect that's really something that could be believed. No, no, exactly. And these are all cohorts that are looking at the impact of eating uh, more or less eggs over anywhere from five to one is up to 32 years. Uh, you know, 
So, and they're looking at mortality and heart attacks and strokes and, and all that sort of stuff. But, and, and, and that's sort of the, these uh, systematic reviews that have looked at a meta-analysis of cohort trials. The problem is though, as you, as we talked about earlier is there will be always a new one that comes out. And so just a single cohort that comes out uh, in the last couple of years, there's been a couple of single ones that came out showing that they are bad for you. The problem is, is they never link that to all of the rest of the ones that have been done. And so that that's where it gets very, very tricky. So I think you can comfortably say that even if there was a 7% increase relative or an 8% increase, if that was a real risk, which is we're not saying there is, but if it was, that would maybe mean that you would increase your risk of a bad outcome by 1% to maybe 2% over a period of anywhere upwards of 20 years. So I would say it probably is an issue. And, and I think you've said this before, Mike, if you like eggs, you can eat them. Yeah, there's nothing here. Like the the research is, yeah. The the bigger thing that's happening that this is kind of like salt and so many other mm-hmm. things. If you look at who's writing the paper mm-hmm. and who's doing the research, that often drives the outcome more than the. We have studies of, for example, salt where. One group finds it's it's not bad for you, maybe bad for you if you have too little, and the other group is finding it's bad for you if it's too much. And they're looking at the exact same data set. These things could, you can adjust these as needed to find what you're hoping to find and sell. And yeah, I just I I have very little faith that there's anything meaningful here. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I I agree. And, but then you know, then people, but people do worry about that. It, you know, that eggs do contain cholesterol, and what it, would it raise my cholesterol? And there's been a a couple of reports that have that have looked at this. There's certainly no impact of egg consumption on blood pressure. There have been studies showing no effect on that. Now there have been uh, a number of trials that have looked at if you eat eggs, does it change your cholesterol? And now remember. Eggs have a decent amount of cholesterol, so as we for most most things, uh, we most dietary things don't change cholesterol all that much. But even with eggs, we're looking at maybe a five percent increase in total cholesterol if you're eating eggs. But then you also get a three percent increase in HDL cholesterol. And so if you go with the argument that you know maybe total cholesterol or LDL cholesterol is bad for you and HDL is good for you, which I know that's very debatable, even if you went it's going to increase it by that much. That's not going to lead to more than maybe a, and I did some math calculations on it. It might increase your cardiovascular risk by about point, anywhere from between 0.1 and 0.3% over 10 years, if it's even real. And it probably isn't because that's, we're just talking about surrogate markers. So it's really, I don't, I don't think they're good for your heart, but I don't think they're bad for your heart either. And I think that's, that's the bottom line from a cardiovascular and overall mortality. And then when it comes to cancer, there's a bunch of reviews that have looked at this and that it's just consistently inconsistent. And, and when it's consistently inconsistent, that tells me it likely there's nothing going on. So that's the tricky part about eggs. And uh, anything else you want to add about that? We can just sort of get to our takeaway if that's. No, just, you can just summarize again, look at your, basic rules of causation, mm-hmm. large size effect, consistent effect, all of these things. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> there's no, there's, there's so little believable here for eggs that, you know, despite, despite the person who tried to equate them to, to smoking. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're just, just as a reference, 
the risk here that let's take the absolute worst study that we can find and there's lots that found a reduction in risk but let's take the absolute worst one which found a point of 1.13 risk mm -hmm. risk let's compare that for just a moment to smoking mm -hmm. which is a 16 times risk yeah, yeah. so one six zero yeah one one six a uh, 1,600 uh, increase in risk versus a 13% increase in yeah. risk. I don't know, but those numbers seem different. To yeah, me. Uh, and, and you heard it here first. Eggs are not as bad for you as smoking. <laughs> They're only, yeah. In the absolute worst case scenario from one study, they might yeah. be as much as one one hundredth. Yeah, as bad. <laughs> yeah. And as far as I know, uh, you, you, you don't get chronic obstructive lung disease from eggs. Yeah, it's just, this yeah, is whole, just the whole any, thing is so ridiculous. But yeah. it's, it, it, the, the, it fails on the rules of causation on multiple levels. Yeah. It's, just, it's just highly improbable anything meaningful is happening from yeah. having yeah, some eggs in, every, in any week. But this doesn't stop it because since, this, since I published the book a number of months ago, there was another you know, large uh, meta-analysis of a whole bunch of cohort studies 33 of them and this was published in september 2022 and it was exact showed exactly the same thing it almost nothing was statistically different there was a statistically significant increase in cancer but it, it again such a small difference but and when you go looking at all of these different endpoints you're going to find something and so it's probably not an issue so i think you know the the overall takeaway is i don't think there's anything i i, I think they're a decent food item they contain nutrients, but so do lots of <laughs> foods, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's so tricky. I, so, but I think to to have people worry about that you should only eat so many eggs a day. I'm not saying you should eat 20 to 30 a day, uh, but if you enjoy eggs, I think that's fine. And I just thought of one one other little nuance about it is that we talked about the omega threes, and I think we said, well, even that omega three is not a, a an issue on the on the labels. And I did I was not aware of this, Michael. I, Mike, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know the difference between free run and free range? No, I, I didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> I didn't either. So it, it's so important because, you know, I think people, you know, are trying to buy stuff that means it's good for animals and all that sort of stuff, which is great. And I didn't realize there was a difference. But the label free run means chickens can move around in a barn but do not necessarily get access to the outdoors. Ah. How, yeah, whereas free range means chickens, at least for the majority of the year, see the light of day and actually come into contact with the ground instead of a barn floor. So that's the difference. That's the difference between yeah. free run and free range. If that makes a difference to whether or not you would buy them one way or the other. So you need to be careful when you buy eggs because there's some labels on there that can you have to figure out what labels mean whether it be omega-3 or enriched or free run or free range so um i don't think we did any better with this podcast than any other one i think we've still got egg on our face what do you think i think we definitely do we definitely have egg on our face and yeah. you know by the time if you listen to this immediately when it comes out or if you decide to listen to it three months later in that time there will have been at least one more study saying the eggs are either good or bad for you. Yeah. And there will be at least a dozen press releases that talk about vitamin D, another dozen that talk about omega-3s. 
Yeah. And the good news is you can ignore all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I don't even know if we have to do any more podcasts, but we, we just, people just don't let us not do these podcasts because they say such <laughs> silly things. And <laughs> That's we'll, right. Yeah. So it's everyone else's fault. It I is. love the way you do games. Yeah. 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 No. Anyway, hopefully that was interesting. So, uh, so check out the, the book if you get a chance that I, that I, Put together with all of this stuff it was really a lot of fun to do it's called the nutrition proposition you can find it on amazon um uh, we've got a our annual course coming up in vancouver may 12th and may 13th uh we are getting we've, we're only going to have about a hundred and maybe 20 people there live that's getting filled up pretty quickly in fact i think it's getting pretty close so if you really want to attend live you may want to go check out our site, hectalks.ca, or uh, just type in meme, course, or whatever you want to. You'll, you'll find it, or even even go to the Peer website, and there's information on that course. Uh, we're also going to live stream it, so we, there's no limit on the number of people who can watch it via live stream. So uh, we would love it if you could attend either way. Uh, CFPC Learn, Mike? Yeah, CFPC Learn is an online learning platform that uh, gives you a choice of how you'd like to learn, reading, watching videos, um, uh, listening to podcasts. There's a whole bunch of different options, including some kind of um, case-by-case uh, um, learning uh, more in an interactive format. But uh, this podcast is there, and it's available in all the podcasts, including the premium ones, and they're certified, and you can receive uh, credits for them, half a credit per podcast. Yeah. No, it's a really great way to get make it easy to get credits for doing continuing education. Yeah. In fact, James, thanks for reminding me. These credits, uh, the beauty of them is they're directly entered for family doctors. So if you're yeah. a family doctor and you want to simplify how you – enter your credits, et cetera, you can sign on to see a PC Learn and the credits are automatically entered for you. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay, I think we'll just leave it at that. So thanks as always for listening. Talk to you later. Uh-huh.